Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on American Family Radio. We'll be here for the next 25 minutes. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano and Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Ed, uh, what are we going to be doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday right here on AFR? Uh, wait a second. There's something. Let me check my let check, me check your calendar. My calendar. Check your day timer, Ed. It, it's my day timer. It's been a while since I've had one of those. It's Sherathon this week. I love Sherathon. Folks, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday is our spring Sherathon. And folks, we the, one of the reasons why we love doing this here on at American Family Radio is because we get to hear listener testimonies, and we sometimes don't know if we're reaching anybody. We're on this side of the microphone, so to speak. So tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, we will be asking our listeners to help support American Family Radio. We ask you to pray about being as generous as you can be. And so uh, this show, for example, uh, Tim, will be on. uh, We're normally on for an hour and a half from 10.05 to 11.30. We will be on for a full two hours, uh, or I I guess 10.05 to noon. And um, so we'll be talking about not only what's happening in the news, but also encouraging our folks to uh, to be generous and give to American Family Radio. Yes, folks. So please uh, make a financial gift to AFR if you haven't already towards Sherathon. And you can call in tomorrow, Thursday, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday and be a part of uh, making AFR stronger. And help us keep growing and going and growing, as I say, across the good old U.S. of A. You like the way that? I like that. Kind of rhymes. That was natural this on is, my part. This is just a gift you have. Yeah, it is. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to have false humility about that. <laughs> it is a gift. And and I use it. Yes. And I use it. For the I, betterment of mankind. I see it that way. <laughs> um, but But we digress. Yes. Uh, Steve, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, everybody. What do you got for us, Steve? I, I don't know. I just, just for what it's worth, I'm watching dogs run agility courses, and it's just amazing. We'll see if I can post this uh, to our Facebook page. It has nothing to do with the news, but oh, I'm oh my gosh, this little Pomeranian thing. <laughs> All right, uh, to the news. It's always interesting when the woke decides they're so woke that they just assume everybody's on their side and they know what they're talking about, but they really don't. I want to take you to Arizona. This is a school district, an elementary school in Scottsdale, which is kind of in the Phoenix area, Hopi Elementary. And uh, What's it called? Hopi, Hopi or Hopi, H-O-P-I. It's Hopi, named after the uh, Hopi Native, Americans. Native American tribe. Yeah. So Hopi Elementary in Phoenix or in Scottsdale, they had a fundraiser, and uh, they were going to raise for school services and such, and uh, they hired a DJ, uh, several DJs, and um, – and the people that were in charge of equity at this school had a real problem with one of the DJs. This guy with big afro wig and glasses and and and, and black face. As in 
the equity people said he painted his face a white guy. They painted his face black. Oh, my gosh. And we just lost everything because it's, it's the worst thing in the world that could ever happen. Turns out the guy was actually black. Oops. So this was, this was the, uh, one of the people at the school who's in charge of making sure everyone. Two of the people, actually. Two. They both, uh, Jill Lassen and Stuart Roden. Stuart Roden is a, is a black man. Uh, Jill Lassen's a woke white woman. And they both just, just wrote the uh, school, uh, but, the people who hired this person, <laughs> saying, how dare you be so racist? Listen, the point of this is the, uh, the way that the uh, woke crowd is so quick to jump on anything they can find which they think is racist. Mm -hmm. And they don't wait for facts to come out oftentimes about uh, a situation. And in this case, I saw that story. The school, what's the school district again? Hopi. It's, it's in Scottsdale? Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay, so they have a an event. They hire a, a DJ. The DJ is a black fella. Mm -hmm. It's a 70s-themed music show. Right. So he's got, so a, he's he's got, got an afro on going right. on. They see his picture, I guess, right? Yes, they do. These two Wokies. One's a, a school a school. They're both school administrators in yeah. charge of diversity. And they post on Facebook such. that they post on Facebook or Twitter that we must stop. Basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. This is appalling that we hired uh, somebody who did blackface. They wrote a letter. They didn't to, post that letter. Okay, they wrote a letter. They wrote a letter to the school administration to the their, their teacher conference that was running the fundraiser. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and as it turns out, the guy was. In fact, actually, a black, a black man. man. And what and I so can a black? The question would be, gentlemen, can a black man wear a black face? That was that's, no, a, that's a question no. before the panel. <laughs> no, he can't. And I'm looking at a picture of. Okay, so th they they thought that this guy that I'm looking at yes was a white guy in blackface with the now that he this DJ is rocking an afro. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, it's a 70. He was doing a 70 theme. Yeah. And when, it's a wig. It like, it's like it's Soul Train, okay? Right. They got the Afros going on. Yeah. And so I can see where if you're going, well, wait a second. If that's a wig because he's in the 70s, they thought that this guy was a white guy in blackface. Right. And I just think it's, it's hysterical. It, yeah. It's, it's hysterical that these Wokies are so quick to find – racism under every rock they right. find it when it isn't even there uh, well, they, find black, they, they fault a, a black man for wearing black face. right <laughs> it's 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 outrageously funny yeah and i can't think of, i don't even know yeah. who this lady is this yeah. this white lady who's she on deserves the all the brigade. mockery she receives she does absolutely yeah. all, you know, all day long for the rest of the year, right, she right. should be remembered. Right, go ahead. The funniest thing to me, though, is Stuart Roden, who was one of the people that called this out, apologized. Oh, well, oh, say, okay. He was a black man. But you know what? I think he was a black man who darkened his face a little bit more than it was naturally. That's his excuse now? And he says, let me be clear. A black man apparently in blackface is an entirely different discussion than a white person. However, I did not state that the person was white. I, it was assumed by my intent. and Well, maybe it was my intent, but... I never said he was white. Um, oh, my gosh. These who, guys can tie themselves in knots. Right. What else you got, Steve? Uh, well, if we can go from the sublime to uh, from the ridiculous to the sublime. Um, 
You know, the United States is trying to get back into this deal with Iran, this nuclear deal that the, that the Obama administration put together and President Trump rightly torpedoed, and now they want to get back into it. And uh, Israel isn't really happy with this because it's putting Iran, which is an about enemy of Israel, on a path to a nuclear weapon. Well, uh, so they've expressed some concern. The president of Iran, Ibrahim Rasi, Raisi, has warned Jerusalem that the slightest move against Iran by Israel will trigger an attack at the heart of the Jewish state. I don't know what that means. Probably Jerusalem, maybe, or I don't know. But they are not kidding around. They're, they're threatening a, uh, an attack against uh, Israel. Well, it's, it's certainly not a shocker because... Uh, the uh, Iranian mullahs have been threatening to exterminate the Jews and push and, and eliminate the Jewish state. This goes way for, back, though. This, this for a long time. Yeah, excuse me. No. This kind of threat's been going on for decades. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, we've been the little Satan and the big Satan. Yeah. The little Satan yes. Israel, the big Satan the U.S. to Iran and the mullahs for yes. how long? <clears throat> but I, th- I think they're allowed on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Hey, listen, if, if uh, God forbid, Iran, by the way, the, the Iranian nuclear development or whatever, I, I, who knows? How do you know how long that's going to take and how are you going to stop them? Well, this was, the, this was the problem even under President Trump. And this has been part of the problem, well, faced President Obama, although he he apparently was trying the bribery uh, angle to try to stop the Iranians. I thought they would have nuclear weapons by now. We've been been told they're developing, developing, developing. and Even under President Trump, the question was, how do you stop a country from developing it, developing nuclear weapons without resorting to war? You can't. I think Iran, uh, Israel may have already, I know okay, they have in the past, so. placed a few well-aimed missiles at some uh, well, development sites, and they can destroy <clears throat> Listen, the progress that they're making. I'm sure Israel and the United States, they, you can do some cyber warfare here as well. <coughs> yeah, that was the, I, I remember the Stuxnet uh, virus. Yeah. I think might have been under the but, Obama administration. As I said earlier, in a doomsday scenario for the world, if Iran does something like that, they launch a nuclear weapon at Israel, then Iran's gone. Yeah. Because here's the way Israel views that. If uh, a, a, a foreign power like Iran attacks our nation, our being Israel, with a nuclear weapon. Did I pronounce that correctly? Because I have a habit of not. Nuclear? Nuclear? Did, nuclear. I, did I say that correctly? Yes. Nuclear. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, if they were to launch weapons of that, of that nature at, first of all, just as an, a defense mechanism, I'm sure Israel is prepared to shoot something like that down, at least a few. Now, however, should 
that kind of weapon be launched at Israel. I don't know if it would have to have an impact or if it would just have to be shot down. But Israel would unload end-of-the-world bombs on whoever does that. And it would be it, it would turn Iran to glass. You okay. got to think that Iran knows that that is coming, and so their first strike would be an end of the world strike to Israel. Probably, I don't know, landing in the Valley of Armageddon first, but just my thought. I would, don't well, you think they'll, I they don't would think prepare it, for that? They would wouldn't give Israel well, a mean, chance I, to it, fight back. It, it, Are you asking me? Anybody? Okay. I, I mean, the listeners can't call in and tell us, right. so it's one right. of you two. What did you, what did you ask, Ed? <laughs> don't you think that Israel? Would, I'm here too. I, well, you're. I up. have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very happy for you to answer. Uh, yes. My question is: Don't you think that Iran would anticipate Israel striking back with that much force, and their first strike would try to not allow that to happen? I don't know. The Iranians are are are, are nuts. They're they're. Not the, the, the average Iranian person over there is not these mullahs. By mullahs, we're talking about religious, Islamic religious leaders who are always saying death to America, death to Israel, death to the Jews. Their view is that, uh, you know, it's them against the world, so to speak. And everybody else is heretics and it, they, and they need to be subjugated or annihilated. Yeah. That is non, would you say, uh, non-Shia Muslims. Because they even hate the Saudis and the Sunni. Yeah. I'm talking about the mullahs in Iran. So the whole world is worried about the volatility of the Iranians getting nuclear weapons. And so, but I don't know, again, I don't know exactly how you stop them. Uh, if they want to truly uh, develop those. Uh, but now the Israelis have said, at least Benjamin Netanyahu, this, this will not allow, we will not allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. And in other words, the Iranians getting nukes. Yeah. And they probably, ha- I'm guessing they have support from the Saudis and the Jordanians and others who fear the encroachment of Iran, the hegemony of Iran over uh, Iran over the Middle East. Now, you know, Israel has never confirmed or denied that they have nuclear weapons. Military analysts believe they do. Wink, wink. And they have them in sufficient numbers to take out not only Iran, but all their enemies at the same time. And they've given the nickname of the Samson option. A reference back to Samson. You remember his hair grew back and he pushed the pillars over and brought down not only himself, but all his enemies at the same time. So the expectation is that the Israelis have sufficient numbers of nuclear weapons dispersed around the country, and if they felt like the country was going to cease to exist because of an attack, they would take out the capitals of all of their enemies surrounding them, starting with Iran. I do think that this is spiritual, uh, very much so in the sense that there is no reasonable explanation to me as to why Iran, Iran or Iran, cares at all what Israel does. Israel is a thousand miles or more away from Iran. There's no border dispute. They aren't traditional. The, 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 the Iranians are Persian. 
Right. There's no historical, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no historical bad blood right. between uh, Israel or the Jews and the Iranians or the Persians, Persians. really. So, so what gives? Uh, you know, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing great of great natural resource that the Iranians want to take over of, of Israel and their little country. This is all about they hate the Jews. Yeah. These Muslim leaders in Iran hate Jewish people. They're anti-Semitic. Therefore, they want to kill them. And they got this maniac, uh, sent maniac, maniacal syndrome against the Jews and Israel that doesn't it is not logical so it must be so to me it's spiritual well and to that point it, it's spiritual to this extent as well so it, there's demonic hatred of the Jews animating uh, these mullahs but also you have to remember that the teaching of Islam is that once land has come under the control of Islam. It can never, it can never leave. Okay, it can never, it can never revert back to its original owners. So after bad World, news for Minneapolis. By after way. World, <laughs> after World War II, when that land was given to the Jewish people What's by the United land? Nations, about Israel? the nation of Israel, that that these Muslims view that as. The United Nations, under the leadership of the great Satan, the West, took land that belonged to the House of Islam and gave it to the Jewish people. And their their theology is that that can never happen. And that's why the Iranians and others in the past have said, we will push the Jews into the Mediterranean Sea and reclaim the land that properly belongs to Islam. So this is the teaching of Islam, that this has to happen. And, you know, you, you view the, the success of Islam starting in the 700s. Uh, they were very successful in taking land away from Christian countries and subverting it to the teaching of Islam. All of North Africa, all the way around to Spain. Yes. Yeah. Stopped by Charles Martel. There you go. Charles the Hammer and at the Battle of tours next story steve all right uh our media we have uh, complained that we have at afa have been talking about the bias in the media for a while uh it got called out the other day a couple weeks ago uh, two weeks ago at the university of chicago there was a uh a, a uh, symposium it was called the disinformation and erosion of democracy a bunch of liberal press types media types got together and talked about how bad fox news was basically in president trump and disinformation well there was a college freshman there his name is Christopher Phillips, and uh, Brian Stelter, who's the CNN's media analyst and one of the worst purveyors of misinformation, uh, was he was asked a question. This was a panel discussion, and and Christopher Phillips asked Mr. Stelter a question. I want you to hear the question, and then I want you to notice how deftly or not deftly Brian Stelter avoids the question. Listen to listen to this cut. 
You've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation, uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media and CNN in particular seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence, or Boom. is there something else behind it? Boom. It's too bad. It's time for lunch. <laughs> I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. When Benjamin Hall, the Fox correspondent, was wounded in Ukraine, the news crews at CNN and the New York Times stopped what they were doing, and they tried to help. Yeah, that, that I heard his explanation. That was lame. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the charges. No, he, no. <laughs> he uh, he hit about five three pointers in a row. Yes, exactly. Huh? That, who was that talking to him? His name is Christopher Phillips. Uh, he's a freshman at I believe the University of Chicago, and uh, Tucker had him on a little while later after that. But yeah, yeah. He, he th- th- that's a good way of putting it. Five three pointers in a row, and then uh, Brian Stelter, uh, his. First response is what he really wanted to do. Yes, well, I'm sorry. yes. I don't want to talk about it. I don't this. want to talk about it. And then he says, you must be watching a different channel. Did not come to grips with any no, of the accusations no. this young no, man made. Want. And then, hey, look over here. I got to show you something. Uh, <laughs> a little, shiny object over here. shiny object over here. I know. Uh, we, 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 st- we journalists stick together. It was a very weak answer, but a very, very strong by the point way, that young man By the way, making. CNN, uh, they just got bought. Discovery uh, has bought CNN. I don't know where it is in the what? process. Discovery Channel has Discovery bought Discovery Channel, yeah. And the, the guy who's in charge, the big wig, mm-hmm. Discovery, said we're going to change CNN. It's going back to being uh, a, um, a straight news channel. That's the hope, yes. Well, that could save CNN. Because we've mm-hmm. we've talked on this program that even though CNN seemed to lean a little bit, little bit left, they were the go-to channel for breaking news. Well, yeah, but when Donald Trump entered the picture, they sold their soul to the devil. Yes, they said uh, we got to go Trump, anti-Trump all the way, all day, and that's how we're. As did MSNBC, NBC, New York Times, Washington. And now Post. Trump's not in the Donald picture, Trump. really. Right. Uh, every day, at least, and so they don't know what to do. They, they flounder. Can't go back. You got this SNL thing? Yes, I do. Uh, so the, you know the uh, the uh, approval rating of Joe Biden's in the 30s. Well, yes, he, he finally got the uh, the the Saturday Night Live treatment. Uh, cut seven. A new poll shows that President Biden's approval rating has fallen to an all-time low of 33 percent. For perspective, that's less than half the approval rating of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> Sonic 2 features the characters Tails and Knuckles which are also the names of two gang members Joe Biden claims he fought in the 1960s. (laughs) A video has also gone viral of President Biden finishing a speech in North Carolina, then apparently turning to shake hands with an invisible person. (laughs) Hey, her name is Kamala. How many three-porters is that? (laughs) Well, I got to give credit for SNL right there, uh, Saturday Night Live, because uh, I don't watch that show. I don't either. Uh... 
Used to. But but their politics has always been to bash conservatives and Republicans in their comedy, and now at least we have an example of them finally right. taking some uh, – well-deserved shots. Yes, at, at, the Biden uh, at, Biden, at the Biden administration, which which the comedy, the parody of the, of the Biden administration is is it should be gold. It's gold. It's yes. comedic gold. It's just it never ends. It's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yes. Okay, and so, so it's good to see Saturday Night Live take advantage of that again. Again, we don't encourage people. Uh, to watch that, uh, but uh, we just wanted to bring that to your attention, you and it was funny. Yes. yes it was. We'll see you tomorrow.